morning, you guys. Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here. I'm doing a solo podcast today. No will on this one. Um, yeah, just a solo one. Um, so it's usually shorter when I do a solo podcast with myself here. I uh, just want to get into a few things today. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Kobe Memorial. It just was this past Monday. Uh, so I just want to share my thoughts on that a little bit. Um, and I want to talk about Royce to 59's new album. Um, I'm pretty sure Will hasn't heard of it because he's not a Royce to 59 fan. I and mean, if it's not like Drake or somebody popular, he didn't really check for music like that. <laughs> so I want to talk about Royce because, uh, you know, he's been underrated for so long. So I want to give him some love on this podcast and talk about his album. Um, and I'll see where I, where I go from there, but I'm going to start off with the, uh, Kobe Memorial. Um, as you know, I'm a big Kobe fan for those who have listened to the podcast before, uh, any new listeners, um, want to, you know, I'm a huge Kobe fan as a lot of people were. So I was devastated when he passed. Um, so this Memorial was, was, uh, you know, special and, and, um, you know, something that I was looking looking forward to seeing what they were going to do and how they were going to honor him and Gigi. Um, and yeah, man, I just want to share my thoughts on that. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was very moving, very touching, obviously like, um, sad at times and, and emotional and, 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 um, and also it was just great to hear those stories too, that people had about him. So, um, Vanessa, man, Vanessa definitely was, was somebody that was so strong, uh, up there. Um, uh, I, you know, I was, I wasn't sure if he was, if she was going to speak or not. And, um, being that she did, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was happy that she did that. She didn't have to do that. You know, she could easily been like, you know, this is still too hard for me. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak about it still. And, and we would have respected that. Everybody would have respected that still. So, you know, she she showed so much strength, and she was so brave to you know go up there and share those stories that that she shared about Gigi and Kobe, and um, and uh, yeah, I was I was I was special, man. Um, definitely very emotional when she talked about uh, Gigi and and. Uh, you know, all her stories and the fact that, you know, she was never going to be able to see her, you know, walk down the aisle and have that father daughter dance with Kobe. And, you know, that was definitely, you know, sad. Um, but then, uh, you know, how she said at the end, it was, it was just so moving how, you know, that, um, God knew they had to, you know, they couldn't be without each other. And, and he had to take both of them away and, you know, sh- saying, you oh, know, Kobe, you know, I, Kobe, you got Gigi up there. I'll, I'll be down here taking care of our other three daughters and we're still a team. That was just so, you know, that was so, so emotional, so touching. Um, uh, she was amazing, man. Um, for somebody who, you know, we don't know, we, not that, you know, that we know of isn't like a public speaker and, and for her to be so composed up there and putting it together, you know, the way she did and um, and doing that in front of, you know, thousands of people inside that, in, that, in that arena, 
also in front of like every, you know, being televised nationally in front of millions of people for the whole world to see, for her to, to have that, that strength of composure. She definitely like uh, had that Mamba mentality and you can see why Kobe loved her so much. You know, she's a strong woman. So, you know, that was, I just want to speak on that a little bit. That was, that was amazing. Um, um, and special. So, um, Jordan, Jordan was a little bit surprising that he spoke. Um, you know, Michael Jordan doesn't speak much publicly. He doesn't, you know, do a lot of interviews. He doesn't really share his feelings a lot, you know? Um, so that was, that was great to see what his relationship truly was with Kobe because, you know, we, we've all known that Jordan and Kobe had some sort of relationship, uh, going back to when, you know, Kobe was a young kid entering the NBA and, and we, you know, we've all seen that, uh, that game where, where Kobe's went up against Jordan in Chicago and Kobe had 33, Jordan had 36. And, and then, you know, there's that iconic image of, of Kobe, uh, standing next to Jordan, both like hands on their knees and Kobe speaking to him and, you know, just trying to get, trying to get knowledge off of him and trying to get, you know, tips from Jordan. And, and, uh, so we knew, we always knew they had a, some sort of relationship and respect for each other. Of course, you know, Kobe idolized Jordan. Kobe's, that was, you know, that's his childhood, childhood hero, right? So, so you, you knew, obviously that Kobe had a lot of respect for Jordan, but you didn't really know how, you know, how Jordan really felt about Kobe. I mean, you got to hear that uh, at the memorial, like, um, I didn't know. And I think, I, I think it surprised a lot of people how, how close, uh, Michael and Kobe really were and how much, and how much Jordan loved Kobe. You know, we knew, we always knew Jordan respected Kobe, his game. And, and, you know, um, we've heard Jordan in past interviews talk about, how he thinks, you know, Kobe's the closest thing to him and he's like the one player that can, you know, that could beat him possibly if they ever face each other. You know, you know, Jordan has has showed Kobe respect in interviews in the past, but we didn't know uh, he had this sort of admiration for him that the way, you know, the way he talked about him at the memorial, just, you know, tears and, you know, making fun of himself with the crying Jordan meme. Uh, you know, that was... That was touching because uh, that was, you know, when by the time Jordan and Shaq spoke, it was towards the end of, of the memorial. And um, they had, you know, some jokes and had some laughs. You know, Shaq's always going to, you know, lighten the mood and be funny. That's who Shaq is. And I thought, like, it was perfect to to have Shaq close it out and be the final speaker because he, you know, he can tell these funny stories and make people laugh and, uh, and, um, kind of lighten the mood up you know by the end of it all after like so many kind of you know sad sadness throughout the evening or throughout the morning I should say and then you know kind of Shaq doing doing his thing just being himself um having that laugh because you know that helps people heal you know you start to think about think about the good times when you can laugh about about uh about something that happened before um so yeah, man, it was it was such a perfect memorial. Um, it was so well done. You know, Beyonce opening it up, and that was honestly one of the best Beyonce performances I've ever seen. Um, she was amazing, and then and then you know Jimmy Kimmel being the 
the guy that you know introduced people and and he was he was also able to share some laughs as well to lighten in the mood in between people talking and and uh having a joke here and there so that i think jimmy kimmel did a good job of like making sure people were also you know laughing a little bit and and celebrating a little bit um so i thought he was a good moderator uh or moderator um so that was that was that was good and everybody that spoke was great uh diana tarazi um i mean i'm sorry i can't remember the the, the girl from yukon or from oregon um the one that uh you know had a close relationship to kobe and Gigi. and apologize if i don't remember her name but uh um she was great um not everybody was everybody was was uh was amazing um I'm a little surprised Genie didn't speak or Genie or Magic. I thought maybe, you know, one of them would speak or if not both of them would. Um, but again, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, if some people, people grieve in all sorts of different ways. So if they, you know, if they felt they wouldn't be able to do it, that's, that's totally fine. Um, I've seen a lot of backlash about LeBron. I, possibly not being there and man you guys got to stop with that man people that are the media that's you know questioning LeBron for not being there or whatever it may be like I know that's that's not right that's messed up you know people grieve in different ways LeBron might have felt I don't know if he was there or not but if he wasn't there that's fine like you know he was he was shooken up about it so he might have been, he might not have been ready for that, you know, for him might have been still too soon to, for the memorial and, and LeBron might, you know, LeBron might still be going through a lot of tough things. So if he felt like he was better off not watching it or being at home with his family and, and, uh, still mourning it that way, that's, that's fine. We can't, you know, LeBron gets so much shit for so much things, man. And, and, a lot of the stuff he gets crap for is stuff that's not even important, stuff that's off the court. You know, he's such a, you know, ambassador for the game and a, and a guy that's never been in trouble with, you know, with, uh, you know, the, he's never been in trouble with the, uh, um, with law enforcement or there's no, there's no like, um, bad, you know, bad thing that, you know, that LeBron has ever been accused of, right? So, so we gotta, we gotta show more respect towards him if he felt like he wasn't able to be there and, and, and be part of that because it would have been too much for him. Then, then we, we should respect that, you know, because, uh, you know, LeBron was close to Kobe too. And he spoke at, he spoke at the, you know, the Laker game when, when, uh, you know, the first game back after against Portland after uh after Kobe had passed. So that you know, that had to be hard for him there too. So I don't know, man. Uh I think LeBron gets too much crap for any little thing he does. People you know at that the Portland game, people were giving him crap for accusing him of making it about him by like like ripping the or the paper or whatever, or like I don't need this, like I'm going off the top of my head, like fuck this script. You know, people, people gave shit, uh, LeBron shit for, for, for doing that, for, 
for accusing him of making it about him and having this moment, right? So, so then at the memorial, he's not, he's nowhere to be seen and people give him crap for that. So it's like, it's, what is it? You know, we give him crap for, for, for talking and speaking, um, at the Laker game. Um, then we also give him crap for not speaking and, and not possibly not even being there. So I don't know, man, there's no LeBron can never really win with the media a lot of times. So. And it's not even just the media, it's just, you know, like NBA, Twitter, and, and social media as well. So it is what it is. But uh, Lakers have been balling now, and LeBron had probably the best game of the season yesterday um, against the Pelicans. Uh, Lakers versus Pelicans. LeBron versus Zion for the first time. Um, so that was that was, a, that was a great LeBron drop, 40 points, season high. Um, Zion is off the charts, man. Um you know, this guy snatched a rebound over Dwight Howard. You know, this is, he's, he makes the most athletic players in the NBA look average to him. That's how great of an athlete he is. He's like another step above even the, even the best, the top, you know, the top 2% athletes in the NBA. Um, he's like another step above them. You know, he's like, there's not really anybody I've ever seen that, that is that size that jumps that high with that much power and uh he has the quickest first first or the quickest second jump I've, i think i've ever seen like his ability to jump up uh get back down and jump up again for like a uh, a rebound uh a second chance rebound like that's it's incredible so you know just going off topic off the memorial and talking about the laker pelican game a little bit but uh, yeah, just getting back to it. Uh, great memorial. Um, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was beautiful. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move it on. Okay, now I'm going to get into Royce the Five Nine's new album. Um, the Allegory. For those that don't know, Royce the Five Nine is a Detroit MC. He's been around a very long time. Uh, he has, um, you know, about 20 years in this game now. Um, one of the most uh, respected MCs, um, for those that, you know, that follow him and follow hip hop, know who Royce the Five Nine is and they know he's, uh, one of the, he's been one of the best lyricists and, and, uh, and hip hop for a long time. Uh, mainstream people probably don't know much about Royce other than like he was, you know, they probably know him from the bad meets evil, um, stuff with, uh, Eminem, um, but Royce is a uh, long discography. He's been he's been in the game a long time, and and uh, this album, the allegory, he just dropped uh, about a week ago. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I want to talk about this. It's a great album, um, long album, twenty two tracks long, but it feels if if it, it for an album that's this long, it's one of the the uh, most cohesive albums that I've heard that's that has this length time. You know, I've, there's a lot of great co- cohesive, well put together albums that are about 12 songs long, right? Or, you know, 40 minutes long, like, you know, Illmatic is 40 minutes long and it's just, you know, just perfect. But it's a lot harder to, to make a great album when, when you have, you know, 20, plus songs 
and he managed to do that with this album man um there's 22 tracks some skits in here and i feel like the skits are perfect because it makes the album feel feel faster you know like uh i've talked about this a few podcasts ago like eminem's uh eminem's album that he just dropped and how it just feel it, it was a long album as well but you felt that length like you know it was just it was like it's too much man all right little wayne little wayne the uh the funeral al- album he just dropped uh, a few weeks ago same thing where where it just felt too long like half of those songs could be could have been cut out and and that would have you know would have been better just dragged on right but this album does not feel like that at all and that's the makings of a great album when you can have uh this much content and and it doesn't it doesn't like slow down um i don't really think there was one real bad song on here honestly um this is uh this is great because i voice to five nine um he's he's a spitter man he's like uh, just a raw spitter right slaughterhouse um uh, uh, you know we all know like he just he's always been known as like a great rapper that just he just spits right like just you know he can he can just talk that shit has that like has that like that that uh, mc that pure mc mentality where he just he's just always like in battle mode and just ready to spit um but on this album this is like uh the most i want to say that i guess the most um thought-provoking album he's ever made uh there's a lot of a lot of messages in here a lot of great content he's not just rapping and spitting bars he's telling the story he's he's um relating to people he's you know there's a lot of concepts here there's a lot of storytelling a lot of a lot of ideas and and you really see inside of Royce's mind for I think one of the first times ever like you really see his thought process and his worldview on things uh, very deep and you know he another thing that's incredible about this he he produced this whole album um he made all the beats man that's and that's that's mad impressive man for a dude that has never been a producer never been a beat maker to all of a sudden 20 years into the game just start making beats and and producing his own shit like just forever evolving getting better as an artist and then you know these beats on here were dope the production was great man like uh, a lot of the beats were they weren't overly complex they're they're pretty minimalistic but they're they're still you know had they were still dope they still got the job done you know uh there wasn't like there was a ton of instrumentation and all these like you know all these mixed up instruments and things like that but like for for a dude first time producing an album and to have the type of production he had on here man i was i was pretty blown away by that man that's that's really impressive i can't remember somebody that that was just known as purely as a rapper to all of a sudden start making beats this late into their career like 20 years later and producing a whole album like this and have it sound this good um mad mad uh mad respect to that that shows just like great work ethic and 
determination and just always getting better and and this is one of those dudes that he's he just keeps getting better you know as he's gotten older um um songs that i recommend i mean i recommend listening to this album period but if you just want to hear a couple songs to to get that um you know just get that feel um i like the dope man the second song was was dope uh what was the song with um upside down was sick that was that's what benny the butcher that was that was sick um Let's see, Pendulum, I Don't Age was cool. Um, I think the album kind of gets better as it keeps, as you go further and further into the album. Um, he had, he had um, um, Griselda on the here, uh, but individually. So he had Conway the Machine and and um, and, and uh, Benny the Butcher. And uh, West Side Gun and uh, on individual tracks, the one that the one song that kind of threw me off a little bit. Not that it's a bad song, but I just like when you when you see Cricket Eye or King Cricket, he goes by now uh, on a, on a track. You just you just want like Royce and Cricket to just spit, and they had like uh, the song was just like kind of threw me a trick. To, it was cool. It was a cool song. It was a good concept, but it's just like I want to hear Cricket like really spit every time I want you know. I hear Crooked and Royce on the track. I just want them to just, you know, just go tear that shit up. So, uh, it wasn't that type of song, but it was still, it was cool, you know. Um, yeah, man, this Royce is, he's, um, I hope this album really, really, um, gains them, uh, new listeners and, and people check for Royce now and they, and maybe they go back and listen to his previous discography and um some of his older albums because he's definitely like guy that has been one of the dopest mcs for a long time and uh, i hope this you know I, and i know he as he he's gotten more and more more and more acclaimed now uh, older as he's gotten older you know i think uh the slaughterhouse stuff was was a big a big thing for his career because it gave him more exposure you know being signed to shady records well you know doing the, the joint album with Eminem like you know this is Royce was the original the original Renegade before Hova you know he had a line like that before so he was uh he was a guy that was original on the original Renegade off the blueprint instead of Jay so um yeah man just want to give him a lot of love this is very kind of uh empowering album uh empowering the community uh, for black people and just you know people in uh people in poverty like and not you know this this is for them man this is this is a great album and and he gave us a lot of knowledge you know the ice cream what the ice cream song really means things like that the intro was dope because you know he had like the whole like you know talk of the kid like what is what does it mean to be that what does it mean to be that um um yeah i just want to give out give uh give my thoughts on this album great album uh i recommend it check it out um royce the five nine the allegory uh go listen to it see what you see if you like it tell me your thoughts on it and uh and yeah
move on. Actually, real quick before uh, I move on and close uh, close out this podcast, back to the Royce the Five Nine allegory album, um, Hip Hop Numbers. This is a, a Instagram page. Follow them on Twitter as well. This is a great it's a great uh, hip hop page about like breaking down songs and percentages of of uh, concepts and things like that. So uh, he broke it down already. I just saw this right out of finishing the podcast. Um, all the all the bars in the album 64.3 percent are socially conscious so that's more than more than half the album almost like two-thirds of the album are about socially conscious lyricism um 47.3 percent punchlines um 43 percent narrative based 218 distinct knowledge drops 149 name drops 54 brand Drop so he's just spitting knowledge throughout this whole project, man. Six concepts run concurrently, so he has a, six running themes in this in this album. Um, so it's definitely not an album that you can just listen to one time and and get all the all the meaning and the messages. Uh, you have to it takes multiple listens and to digest uh, digest this album. Is any great any great MC? That's one of the 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 top skill sets that they have, right? You got you know. You got to be that, that, you know, be able to have people listen to you multiple times to really get all the messages and meanings and just have like any great movies the same way, any great, any great albums the same way. So, so definitely like really impressive there, really impressive stats on this album. Um, go follow this page, um, just shouting them out. I'm not, I don't even know, don't them personally, but hip hop numbers, if you're a hip hop head. Um, go follow that page on Instagram and um, and also on Twitter. I believe it's also the the same the same thing. Hip hop numbers might be under a different name on Twitter. Hip hop by the numbers is uh, um, their Twitter. So check them out, man. They have a lot of great statistics on a lot of uh, a lot of artists. Um, so yeah, just want to say that one last thing real quick. Um, gonna close out the podcast here for now. So, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Um, just my thoughts on the Kobe Memorial. Talked a little bit about the Lakers, Pelicans, and Zion versus LeBron last night. Um, and Royce the 5-9 album. So, um, catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Have a good day.